Not knowing how I would be feeling, I prepared a very short homily, and uh, I feel 100%, so I'll just double it. (laughs) Probably a little more brief today, but... um, Okay, so the first thing to get here is what's Jesus' goal and what's he talking about with this vineyard and with the chief priests? Okay, so there's authority given by God over his people, and uh, some of that authority is religious authority. And so Jesus is referring or speaking to these religious authorities and their authority that, you know, they're leading the people with is not bearing fruit, And we know that Jesus is always incredibly um, uh, critical of these religious leaders, you know, the the Jewish religious leaders, because of the way in which they are relating the faith and trying to uh, get people to exercise their faith. Namely, they're far too rigorous. They're not focused on mercy. They're not focused really on love. They're focused more on sort of duty and sacrifice and the rest. And the Lord is incredibly, incredibly critical of this, which is really important for us, I think, to always remember. What is the disposition of Jesus towards the practice of the faith? It's always focused on mercy and forgiveness and love. It doesn't mean there isn't law, but the law serves a greater good. The law is meant to lead us to a certain end or goal, lovingness, goodness, and mercy and forgiveness. So he's saying to them, look, because your stewardship of the vineyard, the house of Israel, because your stewardship of it is not bearing fruit, it's going to be taken away from you and given to someone else. You know, we generally presume the church that he establishes on Peter. So let's take that idea and try to relate to our lives, okay? That this idea of bearing fruit, and just try to reflect on what does that mean to bear fruit? In other words, it's not good enough to just go through the motions. It's, it's even potentially problematic as we get into the habit or have gotten into the habit, you know, of, of saying, well, I did my best, which I don't think is always true. Actually, I know it's not always true because I know that it's not true of me and I know it's not true of you because you tell me. It's just not true. We don't always do our best. And I think what's really helpful for us is to be honest about that. To be honest that we're fallible, that, that you know, we sin. I'm not necessarily saying this is particularly a sin. Sometimes it would be. But for instance, when you're little, the, the little ones here, you know, like with school, did you do your best? I got my grades. I got this, this, this. Did you do your best? Well, of course I did. I mean, you know you have to say yes. Because you can't say, well, no, but here's the thing, you should be able to. It's actually, when I ask my family, did you do your best at that or something else? They know, they know, I really want to know. Did you really do your best? Because, and the more they've gotten comfortable with it, you know, the younger ones, they'll say, well, I did in this one, but I have to admit I didn't in this one. And I think the reason why is because Maybe I didn't get along with my teacher. I didn't like the subject matter as much or something like that. That's really good data. And so it's okay for us to say, yeah, I did great in math because I love math, but 
language arts, eh, not so good. I didn't really like the book or I had difficulty with the teacher and children and young adults and younger people. The reason why that's good for you to know is because throughout the entirety of our lives, we're gonna be in situations where it's gonna be hard to do our best because there are other things that are affecting us. And in those moments, if we're honest and aware about what's happening, then we can look that squarely in the eye and say, okay, well, I'm, my best here is gonna be about 85%. And that's just gonna have to be okay. But I'm still gonna get in there and, and work harder. Now let's apply this to, you know, the presumed adults who are here. <laughs> you know, most of us. So let's look at uh, our vocations, um, marriage, uh, parenting, priesthood, deacon, um, let's start with that. And then, and also then all of us are faith life. So what the Lord is after is bearing fruit, the bearing of fruit, not just sort of doing the job, going through the motions, being a bystander in our lives, but fruit should come from what he has given us, particularly that authority. And so it's really good for us to, let's start with our faith, to look at our faith life and say, okay, is my faith life actually bearing fruit? If it's not bearing fruit, something's wrong. There's something wrong because it should be bearing fruit. Anything we're doing like that, where we're receiving the sacraments, we're going to mass, we're saying our prayers, if it's not bearing fruit, there's an issue. And the only way to figure out what that issue is, is to, to really be as honest as we can with ourselves. Because the reality is, again, we don't always do our best. We like to say that because it's this emotional affectation. Did you do, I'm always doing my best. And we often will say that in hindsight to cover up for the fact that we really didn't do our best. But I don't think that's the best way to go about it. A healthier way is to say, is to really look at it and say, no, there's been times I didn't do my best. Because that honesty of lack allows us then to make the necessary changes to get better. It's just a matter of, of personal honesty and awareness. Uh, look at, let's do the same with, you know, being a husband or a wife, a parent, a priest, a pastor. If our authority that we're using, we've been given in these contexts, is not bearing fruit, then we have to reevaluate. We have to look at it again and say, what, what do I need to change? You know, it's not enough merely to show up as a dad, although that is a, certainly a good start. But that's just a start, right? There's more than that. There's fruit that needs to come from your ministry, ministry as a father or as a mother, as a priest, all of us. And so I think that if we're going to start to evaluate as Jesus evaluates fruit, then we have to get honest with ourselves. And that's okay. It's okay to, to look at ourselves and say, you know, I'm not perfect. I do sometimes not always do my best. I do sometimes, you know, act a little lazy or I'm just not always in the game. Whatever it is, however you want to think of it, fine. Look at it squarely and then have the courage to make the changes so that fruit may be born. This is what Jesus is clearly after. Think, think of it with, because you, you, might, you, you might also ask, well, how much fruit? 
because not everybody bears the same amount of fruit. Remember the parable of the talents? So, you know, he gives it these valuable uh, talents to, to people. He leaves on a journey, the parable, the way it goes. I don't remember all the details. You know how I am. I don't remember that stuff. But anyway, so he gives them the talents, and then, you know, one gives them a 100% return, one gives a 50% return, and the master's like, great, you got, you got a return. And then the other guy's like, well, I was afraid of you because you're hard, so I just buried it, and here's your talent back. And he threw the guy in hell. Hey, he did. Go to Gehenna. Like, that's harsh, but that's what he said. Now, I don't know if that really means hell. I don't know if this is, you know... Uh, hyperbole, it probably is, you know, with Jesus. But his point is, you can't just give, even if you're given a little, I want something back beyond what I gave you. And if all you can give back is 10% because that's all you can bear, then that's the fruit you bore, but it's something. And some people will bear 30%, 70%, 100%. But he wants a return. He wants us to bear fruit. All right, that's enough. Nine minutes. Please stand.